sometimes feel that there's nobody to talk to about the things you need to talk about? Well, look no further. Welcome to Paper Hope Next Generation on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Rio, Tamara, and Yvonne are here to discuss the topics you've been asking about. Now, here's Paper Hope Next Generation. Welcome to the program, Paper Hope Next Generation on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. I'm Rio Wade. And I'm Tamara Wade. <laughs> Why did you pause and look at me like I'm crazy? Because I never know if you're going to speak over me. I dyed purple, or... my hair purple. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, you have. And it's been much ado about it, too. I forgot that people are going to look at me funny. And so we went to go get sandwiches today, and people were looking at me funny. And then at the coffee place, they were like, hey, did your you, hair is purple. Do you know you have purple hair? I'm like, no, it was an accident. And I, I just looked know. at him and went, oh my God, are you kidding me? <laughs> I didn't know. It it's purple. like sarcastic butthole day today, <laughs> I feel yeah. like. So what Thanks, are we talking Dad. about in this vein of sarcastic butthole day? Um, well, first, we're not going to give the audience all they want at one time. And we're going to tell a story about how you got a chemical peel. <laughs> <laughs> Which those of you that know me know that that's really funny because like, do I care about that stuff? Well, I when you said that during planning, I wanted to bring up because I I felt a little bit like sad for the girls because we plan with the Paper Hope Street team sometimes, and they're in high school still. And you're like, well, I don't care about that. Blah blah blah. You said it as if it was a bad thing oh. to care about makeup and face care, and I was like, oh, I hope they don't think that you're like being mean to them because they're all like glammed up in makeup today. Well, they're having their picture taken. I know, but I they come to set with makeup sometimes oh. and I was like let's do a little caveat and make sure that people know that it's still okay if you like makeup <laughs> and if you like astatology whatever it's called ast I what's the what's the science of astition <laughs> wait what I have no idea I just know that you said one of my favorite cuss words of ever astatology exactly. right exactly don't, I don't know exactly well no I think that's a good caveat because I guess if you don't know me well enough to know I do like makeup and I do like that stuff but like I'm not really particularly vain mm-hmm. about my skin or whatever yeah, like, I recognize go- that I'm going to age and mm-hmm. that kind of stuff so the chemical peel, my good friend Jessica Freeling, those of you that know her know she's awesome. She's studying to be an aesthetician <laughs> in the school of aesthetology. I don't know what it's called. <laughs> oh, either. I got to look it up. But it's the dealings of skin. And so I've gone and I've been her subject on a couple occasions. And this one was much, much more invasive. Like the, mm-hmm. the first one I did was just a facial and my skin was luscious and gorgeous. And this one was a chemical peel and I'd never had one. Mm-hmm. I, it's not something that's on my radar. Right. So it was interesting and fun and I'm glad that Jessica did it. But my skin was just glowing mm-hmm. afterwards. Like she did such a great job and it was a really good experience. So I took a selfie <laughs> of it, which I never do. I think it's really funny. I take selfies with the girls, but I don't take them alone. So <laughs> Duck face. Hmm. So he posted it. And, you know, people were making comments like, yeah, lush your skin, blah, blah, blah. But then one of them was, yeah, you look 20. Oh, my God. You look so great. It looks like you're 20. No, my daughter's 20. I'm 20. <laughs> I, look, I look like I'm 20. I look like I'm 44. Yeah, so it was kind of this weird thing where we both just kind of paused and had to sit down for a minute and kind of like, is that is that a comp- compliment? Do I want to look like I'm 20? Mm. Or is she lying, being sarcastic? Because no, I don't look 20. I don't look 20. <laughs> I, mean, my, I mean, my skin maybe resembles that of a 20-year-old thanks to this treatment, but I don't look 20. 
Yeah, and you guys can go to my Instagram and see it because it's there. And let me know if she looks 20 because she's not, you know, she's a little bit older. Like a lot of it older. (laughs) But then we started thinking of, well, of course I don't look 20 because I changed and I'm now 44. (laughs) Nice segue, Rio. (laughs) Nice segue. The topic that we are discussing is change. Cha 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 changes. (laughs) You like that? Oh. (laughs) (laughs) And in our studio audience, we have my really, really good friend, Felicia. (laughs) And she can't believe I just sang that on air. (laughs) Oh, my God. Why did we open with that? That would have been a good one. Oh, yeah. Our people might have turned it off. You're right. (laughs) Good idea. Not to do it. Sorry, I had to. Because anytime Rio says the word change, I want to sing that song. I always think you're going to start singing Chia. Chia. Changes. No, changes is our topic. Yeah. What kind of changes? Well, do women go through? Because this one really kind of fired me up, especially when that comment about being 20. I didn't, I, I know that she was coming from a place of like niceness. Like she wanted to give me right. a compliment and I right. am appreciative of that. But well, it, and you know what she means. She, you know that she means that your face looks really good and rejuvenated, mm-hmm. but it's like, well, I don't know. Continue. It was just, I want to make sure that we're not saying that we don't appreciate her compliment. Right. No, no. I did appreciate her compliment, but it really made me stop and think for a minute. Why is women, do we feel like complimenting one another by telling us that we look younger or that, you know, we're fitting in a different category than we do? Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of like when people talk about, um, I talked about this once on a different show when I did it alone. I was talking about the 20 important messages for moms to give to their daughters. Mm -hmm. And this kind of like disparaging talk between women, this is not a bonding moment. It's not a bonding moment to be bad mouthing or be to try and tell us that we're Mm -hmm. something that we're not. Right. I don't feel. Well, she said it to you because that is what she thinks people want to hear. Maybe. Because, Every, not everyone, but a, a large number of women would be flattered to be told you look way younger than you really are. That's fine, but my questioning is why? Why oh. is that happening? And I took a gender and society class, and I reference this class all the time because it just blew my mind. And we talked about the differences in aging between males and females and how when you're male and you have gray hair and you look aged, you are known as the silver fox is the reference that they use. And you're known as successful. And, you know, the older you get, the better looking you get. They they say that, like, in the tabloids with movie stars mm-hmm. all the time. And it's like, why is it that men are become more powerful as they age and are allowed to look Age, their age but women when you turn 30 in a lot of women driven careers either you get kicked out or you're you no longer you're no longer important or if you have signs of aging you try as hard as you can to fight them every and commercial, to change them back to when you were 20 every commercial is built around embedding fear into women getting older. Looking older right yeah, and right. everything is focused on look like you did when you were 16 or like why are we so obsessed wear with your high school skinny pants yeah high school skinny <laughs> like that whole saying what i want to look like i was in high school i look like a boy i had no <laughs> hips i had no right. boobs it's like what well, no you you grow for a reason like mm-hmm. you you're older than you were when you were 20 so odds are you're probably not gonna look the same which is funny too because like I think about the skin commercials and the Victoria's Secret stuff and like all of this like watching it with Lindsay who's eight mm-hmm. you know and we did the same thing with you we didn't have fashion magazines around the house because I just get tired of explaining it mm-hmm. and now with her I'm explaining you know I'll, I'll we'll see a commercial come on about fight the 
you know, the the aging of the blah, blah, blah. Use this serum and you'll mm-hmm. look 10 years younger. Yep. I always have to tell her that's media-driven fear. Mm-hmm. And you should be okay with looking your age. Wouldn't it be better if the skin lotion was like, protect your skin from the harms of the sun? Right. It actually things Nourish to your benefit skin, your health. Because your skin will itch if you don't put this on. Right. Yeah. I, I you know what I mean like literally that's why mm. I wear lotion I wear lotion because I don't want my skin to itch to and, feel dry <laughs> and I don't want the sun to bite me and turn right, into to cancer. get a sunburn <laughs> like there are health reasons for these kinds of cosmetics absolutely I mean because I'm I guess it's a cosmetic like skin lotion is it a cosmetic or is yes. it a healthcare beauty care I don't know it's health and beauty some, but some kind of genre but the re- the way they market it is to make women feel fearful of looking older right so that whole dynamic of talking about about the comment of your chemical peel was just kind of prompting, I guess, and the thought of why are we so afraid of Change? a looking older? That's something else that we should probably like research and get into. But it just at the at the general basis of it, why are we afraid of changing? Why are why do we try to revert to the past? You well, know. It's like my, and I'm going to butcher this quote probably because I know many people have said it in the past. I have my own way of saying it because it resonates with me so deeply on many levels, things that we'll get into talking about today. But you won't change in your life until the pain of change is less than the pain that you're currently enduring. Mm -hmm. And think about that for a minute and let it marinate. We were using examples in planning of like in a relationship. Mm -hmm. If you're in a relationship that's not stellar, it's just kind of average, you'll stay in it. Yeah, because you're, you don't want to, you don't want to change. You're afraid of how it's going to feel when you're not in the relationship anymore. Right, because you fear the change. The Mm -hmm. the pain of the change is more than the pain you're enduring. So let's just say in that relationship that that person comes back to you and calls you heinous names or actually physically assaults you. Mm -hmm. Well, that pain's pretty big. So now the pain of change is looking a lot less than the pain of what you're enduring. Mm -hmm. So the change comes. Mm -hmm. But why can't we get to embracing change and recognizing that there is a fear in change Mm -hmm. and that a lot of times when you get on the other side of it, it's actually better. It's not as bad. Yeah. It's like riding a roller coaster for the first time. I I don't like roller coasters at all, (laughs) P.S. Well, maybe that's not a good example no, then. Because I just got sick. I love them. I just kind of got sick all at once. I don't know. Or like if you try food that looks really gross. Yes. And you're trying it's really good. And you're like, oh, yeah. if I would have just shut up and ate it, then yeah. it would have been, I would have had to, had a lot of time to enjoy it. Yeah. Speaking of Felicia and my brother and how we all became friends, my brother, when we go out to eat with him, I will eat things that I would never <laughs> think of eating in my entire life because he's so adventurous. Oh, yeah. And so... There's something kind of, um, I don't know, whimsical and like empowering doing that because then, I don't know, I've walked away from the table with him many times going, wow, I guess I'm going to eat that again. Yeah. Isn't that cool though that he doesn't have that filter? No, he That doesn't. fear of change filter? No. And that's what, my best friend Summer's like that too and mm-hmm. we've talked about it on shows before. Mm-hmm. She is just very... Okay, she's the one that that made me feel okay to dye my hair purple because I'm like, I would always be like, oh my God, what if like people look at me weird or they don't like it or what if I don't like it or what if this and that, this and that. I know, we all dyed our hair purple. But she's just really good at just doing it. Like what's the worst that can happen? Think of the worst case scenario, accept it and move on, you know? That's my, I feel like that's my tactic now when it comes to change because there's been a lot of things that I was afraid of that I've done, like moving Mm -hmm. away and just like getting rid of friend groups that were poised and like breakups and stuff that on the other end I'm like oh that wasn't so bad so now there's I'm more free in my change basically like mm-hmm. I'm not as afraid anymore um, but she really helped and so I'm just kind of like I can do it 
you can do it. Think of the worst case scenario. And if you are all right with that and you've accepted that, then you do it. And if that worst case scenario doesn't happen, cool. If it does happen, cool. You already figured it out. <laughs> so, cool. I mean, I feel like I, that's my strategy. I don't know if that's like a real thing. I think it's a good okay. thing. I am. Um, I don't have the same strategy, but I think on the flip side of this break, I'll share mine oh, with you guys. Okay. I'm going to leave you hanging. Cliffhanger. <laughs> All right. But for now, let's take a little break. You're listening to Paper Hope Next Generation on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We'll be right back. Want to know what's going on behind the scenes with your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network host? How about what's new with our network? Make sure you check out the iRadio blog, a look at what's hot at Voice America and beyond. Visit www.iradioblog.com today. Get the inside scoop on every channel on our network, including breaking news, featured guests, blog posts from our hosts, and much more. Make sure you sign up for our newsletter for even more inside action. Visit iradioblog.com today and stay connected. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between, discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. Join us every week for Paper Hope Next Generation. This is a program for all women, regardless of age, who want to connect and start having real conversations about tough subjects. None of our topics are off the table. From the pages of the Paper Hope blog to the Internet radio airwaves, we'll talk about the topics that impact women with specific focus on relationships, family, community, and self. Join Paper Hope Next Generation live every Saturday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Hope that you will be a part of the conversation. Follow the Voice America Talk Radio Network on Twitter. We're at Voice America TRN. You'll get the latest fix on what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and general happenings that you should know about at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Now you don't have to miss anything when you're away from your home or office. Just go to twitter.com forward slash Voice America TRN or follow along with us at Voice America TRN, the Voice America Talk Radio Network. We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up? You're listening to the Paper Hope Next Generation. Want to ask a question or select a topic for a future show? Please send an email to info at paperhope.com. That's info at paperhope.com. Now, back to Rio, Tamara, and Yvonne on Paper Hope Next Generation. Welcome back to the program, Paper Hope Next Generation. I'm your show host, Tamara Wade, and I'm here with my daughter, Epoo. Hey. 
<laughs> we have Miss Felicia at the other end of the table just spying <laughs> us, waving hello. Uh, yeah. Bruce is in here, our producer. And we're talking about change. Yes. And some of the things that we like and don't like. And Rio was just giving us her strategy mm-hmm. at 20. <coughs> yes, and we'll see if it changes yeah. in years to come. And that's why I'm br- we're going to talk a little bit about the, the different age bands and how change affects us. But on the, on the, in the last segment, I was kind of alluding to I have a different strategy, and, I, and it might be because of my age. Because when I was your age, I employed that strategy, and I, I largely mm-hmm. loved it because the analytical mind in me was like, right. let's move 10 steps ahead and see, is my head going to be severed from my body and bowled down the hallway? Right, and if not, <laughs> then let's go. <clears throat> right, if the answer is no, then I guess I'm packing my car right. up and I'm moving to California. Mm-hmm. Peace. Yeah. I'm out. Mm-hmm. Right? So... Now that I'm in my 40s, I've adopted a different philosophy because, and I don't know if it's because I'm a parent or what, but but moving all the way to disaster ends up hurting me more Mm. than making it beneficial. Okay. So Brene Brown, and I know I talk about every show. Can you guys just be BFFs already? I know. Because Brene Brown, if you're listening, which maybe you're not, but I hope you are. (laughs) If she was, she would be here by now. Oh my God, girl, I love you. So her books, as you know, The Gifts of Imperfection and Daring Greatly have changed my life. And she helped me articulate as a mom what perhaps this this dooming is. And so I don't employ it anymore. And Mm -hmm. she calls it... um, dress rehearsing catastrophe okay and so for me that ends up putting me in a hole and making me really scared because gotcha. <laughs> I'm like oh my god my kids might get hurt oh my god I might oh my oh my oh my okay so now as an adult I don't do that she has a term that I've embraced now it's called leaning into the discomfort so here are two good strategies like I love what you what you're doing because it worked for me for so long well and it's and just it's, me myself and I and it's freeing you know? yeah, yeah it's I don't have to worry freeing. about anyone else as of right now so so for me now and audience feel free to embrace this one or try it on and see if it fits so for me when the fear comes and I'm looking at the change or I'm looking at the situation I hear the words lean into the discomfort which means don't shy away from it take it all in and feel it and allow yourself to process it and know that it's okay to feel fear. It's okay mm-hmm. to be afraid. You you do it anyway, and mm-hmm. that's the meaning of courage, right? Well, yeah, I think that's a lot more difficult, though, because <laughs> you have to take it step by step, uh-huh. and you actually have to feel everything you that you're going it. through. And I think when you're, like, in your 20s yeah. or whatever, it's just, it's easier. Mm-hmm. I know that's kind of like a cop-out, but it's it's, you don't get enough done if you are t- in right. your 20s because you can't even control your own emotions at, nope. to begin with we can't so either, how am i about so to take well not, it doesn't you know matter I, mean. I was like all the all the oldies around the table are like going what are you talking but about But you understand what i mean no, teens yeah. and 20s it's like it's exponentially more yeah. intense yeah 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 so so no i love that tactic and i i want us to take a look at kind of like change tactics for like the different age bands and some of the age brands i've written down Childhood, like Lindsay's age, mm-hmm. adolescence, which would be our street team girls, young adults, which would be you, mid twenties, which is where you're going, mm-hmm. um, early thirties, which were my favorite, and now <laughs> in my forties, <laughs> where I'm at. So, are you talking about changes? Like, I think of Lindsay's age, mm-hmm. like she's figuring out friends. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of mm-hmm. um, be my friend, don't be my friend, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, new schools, because mm-hmm. you go from like kindergarten to grade just school. Classes. Just to going new from teachers. third to fourth grade. Right. To being Enormous. promoted to another grade. 
is a difficult change. Huge. Um, Going from school to camp Mm -hmm. and camp back to school. Right. Navigating that. Spring break. We moved houses. I wonder how that is for someone that young. Yeah. Um, I mean, these, I think because now that you're in your 20s, if you don't, or even moms that are just kind of like, you know, out in the world, like we don't always look at these things as being so monumental to children. Oh, yeah. They're huge. Mm -hmm. Huge. Because a day is like a year Mm -hmm. in the life of a Mm 20-year-old. I think, I don't know, we, we asked Lindsay to wait two days for something. <laughs> I thought she was going to rip in half she and like bats had a meltdown, right? Yeah. She's like, like, that is the longest time <laughs> block you could ever set. Oh, and we're like, it's only two days, but not yeah. to you a and child. I, you and I would blink and it would be two days uh, already. And she, she's like, five yeah. years later, oh my God, it's only been an hour. <laughs> right. So, so tactics for children and as parents and as mentors like Sissy is, like you, I call Rio Lindsay Sissy. <sighs> Um, and all the older, <laughs> stop it, you love her. Um, you know, what kind of things can be, we be aware of to help children move through change? Cause it, I think it's probably one of the scariest places to embrace change is childhood, mm-hmm. adolescence, and as you're a young adult. Well, because you have no clue what the outcome is. is empty. Right. You have no experience to draw from. Um, when you observe parents and older like siblings that go through it, it probably seems a lot different because the way we speak, they don't really understand mm-hmm. yet because they, it's a different language basically. Mm-hmm. So it's probably like the most scary thing mm-hmm. you could do to someone mm-hmm. well at that age right so for me and I don't know real let me know how you feel about this but like for me when Lindsay's facing something terrible in her mind I always say we're going to problem solve through it let's just step through it one by one and see how we get to the other side because you're safe I have a hold of you there's mm-hmm. nothing bad that's going to happen mm-hmm. you know let's let's just see well yeah the reassurance of of knowing that no matter what that your parent will be by your side mm-hmm. definitely alleviates some of the stress, I think, when you're that young. And then also helping young kids, like, conceptualize mm-hmm. the steps and, like, mm-hmm. j- and lay it out for them so that they know kind of, like, a summary of what's going to happen mm-hmm. so they're not shocked or, like, jolted by what happens because they don't know. You know what that reminds me of? It reminds me of when we were in the hospital because Rio is, like, a trip a lot. We're from the Triplot tribe. Oh, I was like, I'm not a triplet. What are you talking about? No, you had you had fallen <laughs> off. You were in. Do you have a secret? Tell me. <laughs> yeah, you're adopted. <laughs> Whatever. That's our joke in the house right now because BT Dubs. I'm adopted, so oh. I like to tell everybody BT Dubs. Oh my god. I like to tell everybody that I'm adopted or that she's adopted because I'm adopted. <laughs> you are adopted. I am. I think the joke on me is that I'm not adopted. I really think that might be a thing. That's a joke on me. Yeah. We have a, I have a theory that you're really not adopted, and they just told you that because your brother's adopted. So they didn't want him to feel bad, so they told you you were adopted. And I say, that's mean. <laughs> Stop it right now. I'm just saying it could happen. And Don't you, be surprised. I totally segue, but I do remember the story I was going to tell. Okay, good. You were in preschool, and you <laughs> fell off this little box that you weren't supposed to be oh, playing yeah. on. And, um, oh, yeah. It was a... <laughs> 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 so... She was she was at the the preschool and she fell off this box because she's a rule breaker. It was a sprinkler guard. I know, but you weren't supposed to be playing on it. And she fell off it anyway. She gashed the back of her head, and they had to call the ambulance. Well, it's even more complicated than that. They yeah. called me first, and I was like, "Why are you calling me? The kid is spewing blood out the back of her head." I had no idea what was going on. They walked me to the you bathroom know. and they like checked my eyes with the light. They're like, "Her eyes aren't dilating. Her eyes aren't dilating. What do we do? What do we do?" I'm like, "Um, hello, I can comprehend English. Would you like to 
fill me in on what's going on. And I like felt the back of my head and mm-hmm. it was like dripping with yeah. blood and yeah. then I freaked out. It was So by scene. the time I get there, the ambulance, well, no, they, I'm trying to think, where did I go? I think I went to get you because mm-hmm. like the paramedics came. Yeah. I, the paramedics right. came, they were treating you. Mm-hmm. I went to the daycare, which was right there by my work and you're covered in blood. Your clothes are covered in blood and the paramedics were super chill. They're like, she's, she's great. We've bandaged it mm-hmm. up, but you need to take her to the hospital to get it stapled. Mm-hmm. Now this is where I'm going with this story because when we get to the ER, the doctor just takes a hold of you and starts to do the procedure. <laughs> like and I was like, needles in my head. I'm like grabbing a hold of him and I'm like, time out buddy. We have to explain to her what's going on. Mm-hmm. Do you remember this? Again, with uh, I can comprehend English. Can we um, mm-hmm. fill me in on what you're doing in the back of my head? So <laughs> I took a hold of the staple gun and I handed it to Rio and I said, this is what we're using. And I showed her what it was. And anyway, I explained everything to you. And I mm-hmm. said, are you okay with this? Mm-hmm. We're, we're going yeah. to do this to your head. Yeah. And it's going to feel like this. Mm-hmm. And they're going to stick needles in your head to numb it out and right. it's and the doctor was like I can't believe you're explaining this to her I'd freak out if I didn't know what was happening I would freak out could you imagine I'd freak and I I think this story is important because a lot of times parents think that we should just glaze over right stuff and not tell their kids what's happening right. or explain in like the nittiest gritties of details because like they're fluffy terms no no, just oh. like just like with Lindsay, like she'll come up with something and say, you know, oh, blah, 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 said this to me. And I'll be like, yeah, that sucks. <laughs> yeah. That, that was mean. That feels bad. Huh? That feels bad. Right. And just acknowledge mm-hmm. instead of trying to gloss over it. Right. So uh, at a young age with change, just like you mm-hmm. explaining to me what the Don't staple gun was. It. Right. Since I knew what was going on, I, w- I was able to prepare. That's the thing with me, too. If I know the pain's coming, mm-hmm. I can bear it. Yeah. If it's you a surprise. He couldn't believe it. He was yeah. like, I've never seen a kid sit still for this. Yeah, and I'm I, like, maybe I you knew, should explain it. <laughs> yeah, I knew what was going to happen. Before you do it. And I knew that it needed to happen. Yeah. I mean, what are you going to pretend like I didn't just fall and gash my head open <laughs> and then and just say that I don't need anything. Like, no, I need you to staple my head back together, please. But can I see it? Yeah. You know? And you knew it was going to sound like a click. I made him, like, click it before yeah, he did it. it. And, yeah, the sound didn't jolt me. The only thing that was uncomfortable was the needles. But mm-hmm. that's just because it's needles. But I didn't feel anything no. from the stapler. No. Nope. And I would have... I would have freaked out in anticipation for that pain if I wouldn't have known mm-hmm. that it was going to happen. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, I... It just... Yeah. So for me, for like childhood, that I think that's really important. I think that we need to empower our kids and, and help, like you said, give them some detailed information about, mm-hmm. you know, changes that they're and don't gla- glaze through them uh, thinking a, that it doesn't matter. At eight and seven and six, all the way up to 10, we can understand a way lot. more than you think a we can. A super lot. Yeah. yeah. And then adolescence is very similar, mm-hmm. although I think it's kind of difficult communication-wise. Oh, my gosh. It's super because hard. Because most of the time, we don't want to hear it. We don't want to hear what you have to say, mm-hmm. even though we might not know. Or you know what the change is going to entail, but we don't want to hear it because like we either don't believe you or we want to figure teachers, it out on our own. Or it's school. going to inhibit us from doing things that we want to do, even mm-hmm. though we know you're Friends. right. Yeah, everything. I think we need to pick this one up on the other side of the break. I know we got really long-winded about childhood, but I definitely want to talk more about adolescence, young adult, and at least get into mid-20s. Because mm-hmm. 30s were awesome. We don't need to talk about quick it up (laughs) we'll be right back i'm your show host tamra wave you're listening to (laughs) paper hope next generation on the voice america
Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our wall. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. Listening to the Paper Hope Next Generation. Want to ask a question or select a topic for a future show? Please send an email to info at paperhope.com. That's info at paperhope.com. Now, back to Rio, Tamara, and Yvonne on Paper Hope Next Generation. Welcome back to the program, Paper Hope's Next Generation. Oh my gosh! <laughs> she fights me for the mic and, and then, then I she always mess it up. That was awesome. Well, I almost messed up the clothing, so. You're like, like, I forgot where I was. You're like, I'm your show host, Tamara Wade. I was like, are you all right? I had a a little moment She was like smiling at me, too. Like, just this big, dumb smile on her face. And I was like, wait, do you need help? I did. I did. You could have jumped in. I was a little late. I couldn't remember your name. I don't know. It just wasn't good. Something weird about being on the microphone that makes my brain. It's erase. like scary, right? I feel like whenever you get in front of the after mic, three years, it's still scary. Mom, I still get like nervous. <sighs> That's awesome! <laughs> I love it. We start. That means you love it. I guess. So before break, we were talking about childhood, and I think we kind of went off because it's a big sticky spot for I me. I know because well, our whole thing at like our show and our street team show is you know empowering kids and giving them a voice mm-hmm. and stuff. Kid so. star, duh, yeah, like. So. Hello. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So adolescence, we were we were briefly talking about because there's so much more to talk about with adolescence. And real, you were saying, and I was so important, is that adolescents don't want to hear right. when there's guidance provided, regardless of who it is. Right. So it, you have to adopt a new set of tactics mm-hmm. when trying to transition them through a change mm-hmm. because we're probably not going to listen. So what are some changes that adolescents have that might be, well, and I think it's kind of transcendent of all ages, but what ones are like the most difficult? Well, transitioning into high school is a big one because there's, you're introduced to drugs and alcohol and sex and there's a whole new dynamic Mm -hmm. of being popular and fitting in. And there's new people that maybe have experienced things that you've never heard of before. And think of the age bracket between a freshman and a high school senior. You're in the same class as someone four years older than you who you could be a 14 year old in the same class as an 18 year old right think the, about that and for I a think of myself as a 14 year old when I went into high school I was like care bears yeah yeah I didn't even know what like marijuana was no when I went into high no school. and then no. everyone was like hey you want to take a hit of my weed and I'm just <laughs> like what is that uh-huh. yeah by the time I because I befriended <laughs> older people and um, they were the ones that introduced me to drugs and alcohol. Mm-hmm. Isn't that nice? Yeah. High school is nice. Uh-huh. Yeah. So there's <laughs> a lot of changes that adolescents have to go through. Um, and for, I don't know, I was thinking about like relationships Well, yeah, too. there's breakups because everyone, not everyone, but I feel like first loves happen a lot in high school. Mm-hmm. And we always talk about it. There's no way you know who you are that well no. in high school. So you're, you're changing as a person. You're going, the change affects the change. Mm-hmm. That's kind of annoying. And so you have like these layered, complicated onion things happening. Mm-hmm. And so it's not, 
I guess it's not simple to explain or to navigate through. So, and obviously being a teen, you can't even form a coherent thought because uh-uh. your emotions and hormones are just so far up your butt. You can't do anything about it. So it's like, well, then there's, this in, there's it's just like, brr, 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 the whole time. I know. Well, and add on it top of it. It makes me want to cry. It's so hard. Cause then you think too, you have all of what you just said, but on top of it, you have this invincibility cloak. That yeah. you think there's nothing that can permeate the you. The ego. This is what I Ooh. wanted to come up with is the ego when you're in high school, the pride, and you think that you're so like invincible. Yeah, you do not want to admit defeat no matter what you yeah. do. So you add all of these new experiences, all these new people, all of these emotions and hormones. Oh, yeah, by the way, you're also like actually trying to go to school and like get good grades and, and like learn and like try to have a career eventually. <laughs> Like, by the way, that's a thing that you're actually, like, there for. You made Bruce choke on that. <laughs> so, just, like, reminding you that we have to juggle, like, 20 million elephants to, like, live. Isn't it the hardest? <laughs> it's the hardest place, I think, to be. Sorry. <laughs> he had to excuse himself because um, I caught him off guard. So, then let's move into, like, young adults because I think some of their changes are, are similar because you're kind of leaving the world of drugs and alcohol hopefully um you still have relationship drama but then there's this whole other bag of change which is becoming your own independent adult this kind of change for me where i'm at right now is a lot more creative Mm -hmm. when you're in high school that change is kind of textbook if you think about it like everyone kind of goes through the same kind of events Mm -hmm. and the same kind of realizations and hardships so it's kind of easier to be like hey this is how it, this is a good way to deal with it, mm-hmm. or this is a different way, or pick one of these three ways to deal with it, and you'll probably be okay, you mm-hmm. know? But in your 20s, it's, it's, you can do anything you want in the whole wide world. And that, I think, is, it's the scary kind of change. Mm-hmm. It's the unknown change. In high school, it's the painful change. It's the, it's inevitable. But when you're in your 20s and you're a young adult, it's like, are you going to make that leap of faith into the next change? Or are you going to let the fear of striking mm-hmm. out keep you from playing the game? You know, like that whole quote. Um, it, yeah, it's like a, you have infinite change possibilities. And would you agree with the statement too, Real? Because in my observation of your friend group and your peer group, it seemed like the girls had an easier transition at this mm-hmm. than the boys did. And yeah. there, and I, I will find it for you guys. There's a study that's just been out about this transition between high school into college. And it's they've proven what you and I talk about all the time. And that is you go from being a big fish in a little pond Mm -hmm. to being a little fish in a big pond. Mm -hmm. And the girls seem to thrive in this environment Mm -hmm. where the young men are kind of like, well, this is lame. I'm not going to do that Mm because I'm not a big man anymore. Well, it, it, I can make it's some. I can make some inference because in gender society, the masculine uh, culture is all about being dominant in a leadership role. Mm-hmm. And in high school, that's a lot easier because mm-hmm. your flock of sheep is a lot smaller. Mm-hmm. And when you go into college, the men don't know what to do because there there's too many. You can't get your arms around everyone at one time. And females in high school kind of just fit in. Mm-hmm. You know, like there there are some that strive to be dominant in high school, but mostly we are better at fitting in right and so when we're in college we can easily find a place to fit in and yeah. men try to grasp everything at one time and we kind of just find our own niche i'm going to find that study and post it to the facebook page because i think that it's just really mm-hmm. enlightening and helpful yeah. for parents to help with their children because i there's a couple women that i know that have sons that are going through this transition and when it first hit they were like oh my god my kid's going to drop out of school and mm-hmm. it's what, hard what am i going to do it's and hard for them it's 
it's very hard for a young man mm-hmm. to find himself in that place and mm-hmm. not and not feel like wanting to drop out and so stop. I don't we don't have any boys that we're close with in our own family that go through that. I mean, we have like cousins and stuff, but Mm -hmm. I I would be interested to maybe interview some people Mm -hmm. or just kind of collect some information Mm -hmm. on what they really think about entering college. Mm -hmm. Like, are they conscious of like these these hardships that they're enduring? Are they just kind of, they don't know why they're so frustrated? No, because I don't think so because it was my observation watching your peer group and then through listening to my friends with their sons because they're slightly younger than you. So this was like the double and I had one male friend at work that was a young man that was finishing law school, and mm-hmm. he echoed the same things. Like when our friends were talking about their sons, mm-hmm. he was like, oh, yeah, read this book and read this book okay. because it is a thing. Yeah. And now the study that's come out. So I think that helping kids through change, especially as a young adult, mm-hmm. are going to be different mm-hmm. for females and males. Oh, yeah. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a different Definitely. thing. So then what happens now that you're, you're in your 20s, mm-hmm. your early 20s, beginning 20s mm-hmm. how do you feel about moving into your mid-20s um for me the change right now is more exciting mm. than it is scary mm-hmm. because I mean I moved out I moved to dad's house for a bit and then I moved into a house with roommates and the more experiences you endure the the more you know what you want and what you like so I think having that collective knowledge makes change a lot easier because you're able to say yes or no. I like that. I don't like that. When you're in high school, you don't have enough experience because you haven't had any freedoms to be able to be like, I'm going to like that better than that. And I think that's why the change is so scary because there's more opportunity for you to fail or to not like the situation that you put yourself in. So I totally agree with what you just said. Do you think that in high school, though, the changes that people are going through, they don't acknowledge that it's... It's harder to identify Mm -hmm. when you're in high school that the things that are happening are impacting decisions you're going to be making Mm -hmm. because who thinks like that in high school? You don't. You don't sit down every day after school and be like, all right, well, I failed this test. How is that going to impact my life? You don't have any self-reflection going on, really. like, God damn it, I'm going to go punch punch some stuff. (laughs) Yeah, you know, you get all mad and you blame the teacher and you yell and complain. You don't. The ego's still driving. Right. You still want to be right about everything. That is something I want to touch on real quick before we move all the way into like, into 20s and stuff Mm -hmm. about the teen side is the ego and being in high school and being afraid of change, personal change, like interpersonal change. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, I don't like the style that everyone likes anymore and I'm going to change. Most kids, especially girls, think that if they're in a friend group that they don't like or they're experiencing a lot of fights, they move high schools and they like convince their... How many times have we heard that? Right. They over mo- and over again. They move high schools to get away from the people that the they don't group. like. Um, how about don't be friends with them anymore? What is so <laughs> bad with joining a different club or quitting cheer at that school? Or maybe you don't like the things that they like anymore and you just tell them, hey, I've changed my mind. What's so yeah. wrong with changing your mind? I don't know. There's a fear of admitting that yeah. you've grown right well and that you've moved through something maybe now that I think about it I think that it has a lot to do with being comfortable in your own skin Mm -hmm. and like I said you don't really know what you like until you're Mm -hmm. in your 20s and have had those experiences so you can't articulate why you like something and you're trying to try as many things out as you can when you're in high school Mm -hmm. so I guess maybe it takes a while for you to be able to stand up for your your changes and justify them Mm -hmm. um but I don't know maybe in high school be more confident with your changes yeah and not so fearful and so prideful that you can't admit defeat, basically. You know what my answer is to all of this ever, mm. is to journal. And yeah. if you find yourself in a situation where you're in pain, pain is a very good barometer. 
it means change should happen right. <laughs> of some kind, whether it's a change in your thinking, the way you're right. framing the situation, or if it means you need to change schools, for instance. Mm-hmm. I mean, like pain is a barometer mm-hmm. that change is coming. Because in my opinion, you shouldn't, if you if you do life right, you shouldn't have any pain. Or if you do, it should be for a very little amount of time. Right. I think, well, yeah, I think you can't avoid pain. Right. I think pain's inevitable. And it is it is the barometer. It is it is a direction-forcing mm-hmm. event. Well, right. The more short-lived pain is, the the better you are at being mm-hmm. able to change mm-hmm. effectively, basically. So, so journaling, try that. If you're stuck someplace, like even in high school, obviously that was my big thing, mm-hmm. Um but journal and see what comes out in your writing. Right. And then you can reference mm-hmm. once you have a clear mind and mm-hmm. you're in your 20s. You and start you can to see like, oh. it. You start to see a theme mm-hmm. <laughs> happening. Yeah. Yeah. So we're at <laughs> one more segment after this. We're at break again? Yes. We have one more after this. How do we get to break again? We just talk too much. We are too much tucky. We need to go to break. Too now. much tucky, no tucky. <laughs> okay. We're going to take a break. You're listening to Paper Hope Next Generation on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We'll be right back. America.tv from the other video content providers on the internet. Choice and flexibility means that you can host your video content live or on demand on the main VoiceAmerica.tv channels through your own branded media player or your own private TV channel. We support multiple media formats, so all of your video content can be in one place. We offer a number of advertising and video packages. For more information, visit VoiceAmerica.tv. If you think you've seen online TV like this before, let us surprise you. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Now you can take your favorite Voice America radio program with you anywhere. Sign up for our mobile app if you have an iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry. The Voice America Interactive Radio Player, powered by Aircast, gives you the freedom to listen to any of our programs anywhere, live, and on demand. No registration is required. Listen to your favorite Voice America hosts and discover new ones. Download the Voice America mobile app for iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry. Powered by Aircast. Visit the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You're listening to the Paper Hope Next Generation. Want to ask a question or select a topic for a future show? Please send an email to info at paperhope.com. That's info at paperhope.com. Now, back to Rio, Tamara, and Yvonne on Paper Hope Next Generation. Welcome back to the program, Paper Hope Next Generation. I'm still your show host, Tamara Wade. Okay, remembered your name this time. Yeah, I did. Yeah, (laughs) and that's my daughter, Ipu, Rio. 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 Hello. Hello. And we're talking about changes. And I'm not singing to you again. Sorry. Ch-ch-chia. Oh, you didn't <laughs> sing it. <laughs> I don't. I don't know the other one. Oh, okay. <laughs> but we were talking about the age bands of change and um, the different and similar things that we go through in these different mm-hmm. age bands. So, like eight to ten mm-hmm. versus you know middle school, high to 13, school, then adolescence, then twenties, and then in your twenties. And Rio so, was just describing in her twenties how. 
the changes are more exciting and right. less fearful. Right. And I think it is exciting to be able to kind of gauge of what you like and what you don't like and mm-hmm. use that for your changes instead of it's not fear anymore. Mm-mm. Because you once you endure like moving out or graduating high school, those are pretty big changes. So anything after that's kind of like, oh, it'll either be the same or less. But I do want to point out, and I'm sure our listeners are probably sitting at home going, but wait a minute, Rio, I remember you talking about not wanting to move out and not wanting any of that. A long time ago. Don't you remember though? Yeah. Because you didn't know. Well, yeah. I'm like, there's no way I'm going to be able to afford it. This is so dumb. Like mm-hmm. I'm going to be in a place I don't even like, blah, blah, blah. There was like so many reasons you were, like, that I was convincing myself out of it. Right, not to go because mm-hmm. I was afraid. I was right, like, fear. there's, uh, well, it's not necessarily like fear of, of failing, but just like unknown. Like I'm, and again, with the perfectionist stuff comes yeah, in yeah, yeah. and you, do, if you can't see the outcome, yeah. you don't want to take the plunge. Yeah, Totally. So I just want to point that out. If you're in your early 20s or you're in high school and you're, you're starting to cross that bridge into, um, and I call it the bridge years, which is your 20s into your 30s, mm. um, don't be afraid to just jump on the bridge and go because hopefully your parents are always going to be that safety net for mm-hmm. you. Well, and even not everyone in the world has transitioned. If they're older yeah. than 30, they've done it from 20 to 30. So obviously... It's possible. We made it out okay. <laughs> you know? I got a few like, bruises on the way. <laughs> you know? It worked out. So why why are we so paralyzingly afraid of doing the things that everyone's already done? Well... It's so strange I to d- me. I don't know. I, I think we've touched on some of those things, but I also think that for some reason, and I've noticed this in your peer group, in this generation, I don't know if it was the same in mine because I had a different experience, but kids look at their lives and think that they should just get on that bridge in those bridge years and have everything that their parents had. Yeah. They should have all the creature comforts that their parents have, like cable, cell phones, a nice house, a nice car. Well, let me tell you something. Your parents have worked... Your whole life and then some right. to have those How things. How many more years older are your parents? I mean... Twice your age, at least. Hopefully. Maybe. Well, not even hopefully. Just sometimes <laughs> that happens that way, right? Yeah, just I sometimes. Don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> but regardless of how much older your parents are... They're older. They're older. <laughs> and so they've got more money in the bank. They've got more experience. Right. They've put experience. in more hours than you. So, of course, they have the higher paycheck. I would like people in your age bracket in their 20s to recognize that it's okay to move into an apartment and not have a couch. Yeah, I can remember having this conversation with you guys on Street Team when you first moved out. And they were like, yeah, but Missy doesn't have a bed and she's going to buy it on credit. And mm-hmm. I was like, are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. Sleep on the freaking floor. Yeah. Don't so, yeah. open a credit card. And so this is what I want to tell the youth is that it's okay to sleep on the floor. I was mm-hmm. a single parent with you. We didn't have a couch. Mm-hmm. We sat on the floor. Yeah. That, well, why do you think I always sit on the floor anyways? <laughs> you know? it, it's okay. Mm-hmm. You, won't, you won't chap your butt from sitting on the floor. Mm-hmm. I just, I don't know. So when you're f- fearful of moving out and thinking, well, I need to have this and I need to have that, you don't. You can't compare yourself to your parents. You can't. You can't, yeah, you can't expect to go into something. And I think that's another no. reason that we kind of fear in the first place, because if we can't do it exactly like we've seen it, then we feel like we're going to fail. And be judged by it. And you're right. not, because you're not, I don't know. I don't know. You're not. Just you're, Everyone knows that you just moved out for the first time and you don't have <laughs> and anything. And your silverware doesn't match. Right. And you're eating off paper plates right. or paper towels. Yeah, and I you mean. live in a box and you buy ramen at Costco for two years. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. When I first moved out, we bought ramen and we made lasagna out of it with oh. like tomato paste. We were so Ew. nasty. Like, 
<laughs> I cherish those days. Well, yeah. Because what I have now compared to what I had then, mm-hmm. if I have five bucks in my pocket, I feel like Woo! <laughs> going on a road trip. Woo! <laughs> I love that dog. Line. Sorry. So <laughs> see, we're going on a road trip. <laughs> that's what I feel like <laughs> when I have five bucks. Oh, my gosh. So I, that's your 20s. Yeah. You should be crossing the bridge into mm-hmm. your solid footing as an adult into your 30s. And I feel like the best advice or like tip maybe is to tackle the change with more excitement. Yes. Then, cause you know, you're going to make it out alive. You it's know, awesome. it'll be okay. You have to know your parents did it. You can do it. You I know, I don't care what age you are. Like I tell Lindsay, I told you this, where are you going to live when you're 18? Like this mm-hmm. is something to get excited yeah, about. It's your yeah. life. You've been and given this life yeah. to live it. Like, why would you be afraid of it? Why? Well, I, I get why you'd be afraid of it, but, um, <laughs> I don't you know. don't know yet. But you don't just, know yet. Just sprinkle a little bit more excitement into, yeah, yeah. into your change fear. Super just a little it. bit. <laughs> so 30s, this is a place where you don't have experience well, yet. Well, when I was in my 30s, I... Uh... <laughs> and those seven past lives I've had. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. No. 30s to me were the best so far. Porquet. Um, I solid in my career, making a lot of money, um, falling in love, having kids. Like, I look at that for you right now and all you little girly poos that are growing up like this time in your life is so spectacular Mm -hmm. because what's better than falling in love Mm -hmm. like you know whether you decide to you know marry or have a life partner like or if you decide to have kids or not have kids like Mm -hmm. all of these things are so exciting well it is exciting to to be able to figure out who you are what mm -hmm. you like and where what you're going to do what steps are you going to Mm -hmm. take in order to get where you want and then actually reaching that point yeah in your 30s your accomplishments that you Mm -hmm. have in your 30s are awesome like Mm -hmm. they're things you've never done before like whether it's in your career or with your family or in your community it and and they're bigger and more powerful and Mm -hmm. I don't know I just felt like my 30s were really really good Mm -hmm. and now that I've turned the corner into 40s I've had to do some reflection which I've never done like Mm -hmm. I've never had to do it this way Mm -hmm. um the change from 30s to 40s to me was shocking I very shocking why? Um, I feel like I'm feeling the shortness of life. Okay. I'm I'm feeling like, and though there's probably 60 years more to come, mm-hmm. it's it's they're going to be. I don't want to say down. Well, but didn't like, we didn't we parallel that the 40s are the second 20s? Mm, uh, and not in the physical sense, but maybe in your mind. Right. Like in another, there <clears throat> needs to be like another like like change there's like new stuff happening kind well of thing. it's an empty nest kind of syndrome right that's what that's what yeah. i'm talking about like yeah, yeah. You, you realize like because in your when you're in your 20s for me anyways you're like oh my god i'm like 20 like two zero like mm-hmm. life's gonna end eventually mm-hmm. and then when you're in 40s and everyone's gone and you're like oh my god like a i have all this free time mm-hmm. and b life is still gonna end at some point <laughs> and you know you've been going forward 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 since kids and then now you kind of have this plateau again like you do in your 20s where you have to reevaluate what you're right, doing. Right, it's a reevaluation period That's for what I sure. Mean. That's what if I mean you're by parallel. second 20s. Yeah, it is definitely a reevaluation period where you look at your life and you think, okay, I've done it this much, mm-hmm. this way. Let's self-evaluate and course correct. Is there anything mm-hmm. that I need to be doing differently? Mm-hmm. And fortunately for me at 44, I've arrived at a place where I'm like, check, we're good. All systems go. Mm-hmm. And but that's still a change that happens. <laughs> no, I had to, do, I had to, it took me a couple years to look around and be like, am I okay with this? Mm-hmm. 
am I am I really okay with this? Like my body's different. Like I'm not as nimble or as quick. And and I could go to the gym every day. I'm still not going to be as nimble as I was <laughs> as 20. So it's kind of like a mental thing that you have to kind of look mm. at and go, okay, I'm good with this. Right. This is okay. And I think that's where people get in trouble is denying their change. Yeah, you can't do or that. Or hiding from <laughs> it or running from it because you're going to age every year. You don't just stop. It gets exponential. You can't will yourself to be a year younger. I know. So. And and I don't know, for me anyway, it feels like it's been exponential in my 40s. So like one year is like aging two years mm-hmm. in your 20s. Like, Well, you're noticing it more, I'm sure. Yeah. You know? and Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So... That's kind of in a, in a nutshell with regard to like changing through the decades and, and how you get out of it alive. You're shaking your head like, oh, Lord. I know. It's a lot to take in. Yeah. Life's really short. And so I think for me, when you brought up this subject about change, I was excited to talk about it because I wish at 40, I could go back to little me and all the little me's that are listening. I want to tell you guys, like Rio said, sprinkle some excitement in there, even if you're in high school, because Mm -hmm. change is fearful. But if you can take a deep breath, kind of work out what you're afraid of and, and work it out, whether you do the worst case scenario like mm-hmm. you do or the lean into the discomfort like I do, work yourself through the fear and make sure that you're continuing to move forward on things that are important to you. And like you said, pay attention and maybe journal if you can mm-hmm. record a little bit of what's going on and how you're feeling and why you're feeling that because then you'll be able to reflect on what changes they were and how mm-hmm. they affected you and then either don't make certain decisions or make other decisions based on how you felt during those changes to for changes to come. Yes. Change is hard. And I, one thing that we hadn't talked about, and I'm going to talk about it briefly here now is the grieving part that comes from some change, Mm -hmm. like, um, moving houses. Mm -hmm. You could grieve over the loss of that house, leaving a relationship. Mm -hmm. You could grieve the loss of it because it's it's gone from your life. I mean, they're not dead or your house isn't gone forever, but like Mm -hmm. they're gone from your life and that might as well be gone. gone. And I think a lot of people don't realize that there is a certain amount of work on the backside of change, which is the grieving period. Mm -hmm. And it's okay to grieve. Well, it's, it's okay to feel loss right. for that change. Yeah. Um, and I've had some of the most painful experiences, not from death, but from change mm-hmm. and changing a job or changing a friend group. Oh my gosh, mm-hmm. super painful. Well, you have to basically reprogram yourself <laughs> every yeah. time that happens. Yeah. yeah. How can I live without this thing? You know, because if it causes that much pain and a change, then obviously it was a monumental part of your mm-hmm. life. So, and it's gone. So you have to reevaluate everything. But obviously, People make it out okay. Yeah, I think that's the do. point. You know, they do. They I feel do. change. You will always make it out at the other end, mm-hmm. one way or another. It's just how you how you handle it in the middle mm-hmm. depends on which way you come out. Yeah, not freaking out. And speaking of gone and grieving, grieve the loss of our time with you now. <laughs> we're, we're out of time, <laughs> and I hope you don't grieve the loss of us because we'll be back next week. Contact information plug is. Info at paperhope.com <laughs> or you can read the bloggy poo at paperhope.com. We're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. Go look at my little selfie that I took and let me know if you think that I look like I'm 20. <laughs> or not. <laughs> or not. <laughs> we are the Paper Home Next Generation. Cha 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 changes. You like that? No. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you next week. Bye. Hey, thanks for listening to Paper Hope Next Generation. Be sure to check out the blog at paperhope.com for more during the week. 
and we hope to see you again next Saturday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Bye for now. Bye for now.